Welcome to Thrones and Scones. It's your weekday morning podcast where we do a little bit of a chitty chatty bang bang about Game of Thrones over breakfast. Today, today, on this Wednesday, Tony Hans and Jeremy are all here. I'm one of them. Here's the other two yahoos. And we're hitting season seven, episode seven. Also known as currently the last episode of Game of Thrones that exists. The Dragon and the Wolf. Okay, you have to take all of our giggling out just so we can have that long period. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we have we have made it. I think we touched on this maybe in a recap or something, but our first week of doing this podcast, I was like, hell yes. This is this is awesome. Like this this daily episode thing is gonna be no problem. We're gonna cruise through this. And then the second week I was like, this will kill me. <laughs> we are <laughs> <laughs> this is a, yeah we're gonna we're this is gonna ruin us all uh somehow we have survived with minimal issue and we have made it to the to the very end of season seven what a ride yeah jeremy jeremy still uh still married not divorced <laughs> not divorced. Yeah, that's jen true. and i still going strong yeah uh yeah tony, tony still has dude his, yeah t- tony is a dude he's in fact a man yeah. still a man still a man so, i mean i think we're doing pretty good surprisingly well. that one. <laughs> well don't worry tony i might i do too <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> the penis of a crabber son <laughs> oh, we've made it it's called the dragon and the wolf which is a, a little bit of a lame title, kind of, but it's, it's fitting, I suppose. Um, it also might have the shortest plot thus far. For everything that happens, that seems crazy, but maybe they're just going for records at this point. It's like, maybe there's an inside joke with the people at the wiki where they're like, all right, here's the rules. Every day when you write a plot, it has to have fewer words than the plot that you wrote previously. And it's just this little inside game that they play. They're good at it, and I hate them for it. So I will regale you in record time here with this plot. If you would provide me for one final time, uh, until the next time, uh, (laughs) how you would like me to read it to you. Sure. So I have two options for you, and I can't remember if we did one or not already. Well, you'll find Um, out. Oprah. (laughs) We think we definitely have done Oprah. Almost twice. President Obama or President Trump? Take your pick. Ooh. Ooh, so much politics right there. I have never had a good Obama impression. I don't even know if I would know a good Obama impression. Uh, uh, I think a lot of people have a good Obama impression. My brother could do a pretty good one. He's got a pretty characteristic like speech uh, pattern. I watch Thrones. Game of Thrones. Uh <laughs> Here in the Oval Office with Michelle. She likes uh, Sansa. I think she's a bitch. <laughs> it's That's actually, actually, it's actually pretty we good. We should just yeah. move on. <laughs> That's the plot. That's the plot. Yeah. So I'll tell you what. Since it's so short, I'll give it to you in both, and then people can decide oh, like which it. they'd rather like have. It. Yeah. <clears throat> and then decide, <laughs> using just my impressions, decide how you want to vote in the next <laughs> election. 
<laughs> which political party you want to throw your support behind based on my terrible impressions. <clears throat> All right. Uh, <clears throat> uh, season seven, episode seven, the dragon and the wolf. Tyrion tries to save Westeros from itself. And Sansa questions loyalties. <laughs> and she's a bitch. <laughs> she's a little bit of a bitch. <laughs> just, a, just a bit. Sophie, I love you, girl. But, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> all right. It's not bad. That's no, pretty good. Uh, all right. And then, and then Trump. And to be clear, the Trump impression is like an impression of impressions. There. There is no good Trump impression. No, there are just hilarious ones. Yeah, when uh, you started, when you started the uh, Barack Obama with the, uh, I, can't, I, can't, I was expecting you to say something else, but it was just me. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a secular. <laughs> All right, season seven, episode seven, the dragon and the wolf, and the wolf. <clears throat> Tyrion tries to save Westeros from itself. Sansa questions loyalties. The, I have the best loyalties. They're fantastic. <laughs> You're all fired. Oh, that's funny. That was good. Not uh, not not great. It so. sounds, but it sounds like this. It sounds like uh, you know Alec Baldwin does a pretty good Trump. Yeah, on Saturday Night Live. And it, you're right. It sounds more like Alec Baldwin doing Trump than it does <laughs> right. Trump. <laughs> it's, it's pretty My, good. There, there are there have become these like uh, these super funny uh, like Trevor Noah and Stephen Colbert and uh, those are the ones that are coming to my head. Like they have very specific, very funny Trump impressions that sound nothing like Trump, <laughs> but it's just they've kind of become their own characters at this point. I yeah, it's just. I love Trevor it's so much. It's so good. Um, I thought that was good. I uh, I really like the. Uh, I'm very loyal. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm very loyal. I inspire. Oh, I can't even get. It. I'm trying to combine them now. I inspire. <laughs> we also have today for your enjoyment, uh, peanut butter banana scones. Peanut butter banana scones. Baked in an oven. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into this, y'all. Big freaking episode. Where do we start? Would would you say huge? I would say huge. (laughs) (laughs) Is that... Not what you want? No, that's exactly what I was wondering. Okay. Obama, fam- Obama. Famous, famous for using the word huge. <laughs> yeah, famous, famous Barack quote there. <clears throat> All right. Uh, yeah, it's huge. And <laughs> let's, let's just start from the beginning, I guess. I have so many things for this one. want to kind of start tearing through it. Um, we go to King's Landing to the Dragon Pit, which we've never gotten to see before. Uh, it's a big pit. Okay, and uh, we get a we get some more weird two by two reunions that seem kind of fitting. The Hound and Brienne have a nice little moment. There are others: Tyrion and uh, Tyrion and Bronn, Bronn and Pod, etc. Tyrion and Pod. You can kind of just pick any two people, and they probably had a weird little moment together at some point or other. The Hound and the uh, Mountain. The Hound and the Mountain, which oh, is a pretty good one. Pretty good one. Uh, I liked that one a lot. Yeah, that was one of my um, favorites. 
Yeah. And then and then we, we go into a, a very tense, very cool meeting. I like this scene a lot. Except for Yaron Greyjoy. He's still a prat. Uh, yes. But I like what they do with him here. You like that he's just kind of told to shut up? Well, I do like that he's told to shut up. Yes, that's that's very much very much true. But w- with the reveal that they're kind of, you Aft. know, that they were they were playing along. Yeah. Um and that, you know, Euron's thing was a ploy. I kind of like it. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um so I I didn't mind his behavior as much there because he was like being a seedy twat and he always seems like one, so it fit well. Mhm. Beyond that, I could care less for him. <laughs> The yeah, the fact that he's like they're, they're sitting there about to have this cool moment, and he's just like Theon, I have your sister, like, <laughs> and everyone's just like, um, okay, <laughs> yeah, it's like we okay, we're not yeah, we get it, we get it, buddy. What 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 were your guys' notable moments oh from my this? God, there's so much in this freaking. Uh, I feel like we almost have to just go through so much of it just so we are building in the direction for our. Although we're going to do our summary episode, so we can talk about a lot of like the interplay here. Yeah, um, sure. So this wasn't so the actual. If we're going to talk about in King's Landing in the Dragon Pit, not my favorite part of this scene. Uh, I had okay. two smaller parts that I thought were freaking awesome. Um, I love the Baelish Aria because um, I've wanted this for a very long time. We all we all love Littlefinger. He's one of our favorite characters. So, yeah, um, he's lovely. Yeah, so seeing him get, you know, to sit on the Iron Throne now is really just awesome. So happy for him. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure he just like gets up there. No, it was so cool because I think the whole Sansa and Arya thing is really drug on. Um, it, the payoff is good. Is it great? Probably not for me, um, but it is definitely enjoyable watching Arya just mid-sentence, just like cut his throat. Like that is awesome. I mean, what more do you want from the payoff? I thought that it was pretty freaking great. Yeah. Because I I feel like they didn't need to drag the weirdness out the way they did. Uh, no, I definitely feel like that more this time. Like it pissed me off the first time I watched it, but the fact that I didn't know this was going to happen made the reveal much cooler to me. Mm. Uh, so I, I think that it was, I think that it was really good again. Yes. Watching it again, you, you wonder how much Arya and Sansa are hamming it up and how much is legit. And it does go on for a frustrating amount of time, but I still think it's a really good moment. I think yeah. it'd just be cool, you know, like when they saw show like Arya finding the letter and shows uh, Littlefinger smiling, realizing he's manipulating. It would also now to have like, and I don't mean like flashbacks, but like something of like, you know, them saying, you know, you did, you know, like essentially like they were playing him while playing, while they were being played, like that they, I don't know, you want almost like a, this is gonna sound stupid, but like um like a CIS kind of thing where it goes back and shows like all the little flashbacks of like what was really going on. When sure. It, sure. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Or CSI. Yeah. That's what I meant. CIS. CIS. Yeah. yeah. CIS. And CIS. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that. Yeah, like, yeah. But that's what I wanted in that moment of like, Oh, now go back to all those scenes where you made me angry and be like, like show you actually walking out and giving like a high five to Sansa. Like, Hey, yeah, got but it. I, 
I think Tony's got a point that I I don't think they're necessarily on great terms to begin with. I think there's there's kind of that question of there's definitely a little tension there anyway at baseline and like where where exactly is that real baseline and how much do they really you know are are they kind of on, at, at on edge with each other compared to how much they were playing it up for Littlefinger? Because I think <clears throat> I mean I don't think they're just like best friends and just doing then, this as as a but as then a it doesn't thing, make but. sense to me. It doesn't make sense that we got so. In theory, Baelish did get the Knights of Vale to come and all those things, and that was a really huge moment. So, if you've known all the things about his betrayals, why why not just confront him from the beginning, right? I mean... Well, I think that you have to get your ducks in a row. You have to, first of all, get him to a position where he is powerless to leave or move, uh, which they do by luring him into that comfortable position. You have to have all the information. We do, we do see somebody get a scroll earlier that we now assume to be, um, I don't know if it's the, the letter that is written to Ned and Catelyn uh, that sparks everything uh, or what, but they're kind of getting all their information, um, making sure that the Knights of the Vale obviously won't turn Intervene. and take Baelish away. You know, they got to have the whole thing against uh, Lysa situated and know that everything's good there. So I, I think there's a lot to set up, and you can't do it necessarily too quickly. You yeah. Know? You got to play it close to your chest. Um, so my question with all of that, I liked how it played out. I liked the payoff. I thought it was great. Uh, <clears throat> my question is now you got to think Arya's going to be running some little finger faceless manning? <laughs> I don't know what the verb is, but maybe you, th- you think she's gonna be. You think she's gonna take uh, Lord Baelish out for a spin? I mean, a lot of people saw him die. That's a good point. But no one in King's Landing did. It's true. Word is either gonna travel, or everybody in the North has to be okay with Arya wearing his face, <laughs> which seems a little taboo or something. I don't know. It's a good um, point. But actually, I hadn't really even considered it. That would be super funny. That'd be super cool for me. Uh, so mayhaps, mayhaps. Um, yeah, Arya and Sansa do reconcile a bit at the end uh, as well. They kind of, you know, again, there's there's some tension a little bit, but it, it's eased out and they kind of establish where they're going from here. And uh, it, it, it looks good. It looks to be much less frustrating moving forward. Uh, as for, let's see. Uh, I think my favorite, le- my least favorite part about the whole episode was uh, was the stuff with Theon. Just because I don't care about Theon and the fact that you take tw- t- eight minutes from this episode to try and give prove, me Theon's story. Prove that he's a man. Me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So John forgives him, which is a fine arc for John. I don't, I don't care about how it plays for Theon. Um, and then he, he fights a fellow Ironborn. He uses his lack of dick to win the fight. Here's the thing. Removing a dick and balls, from my understanding, does not make you immune to pain in that region. No. Uh, and he's getting, he gets kneed, I think, four times. And yeah. like every time he's just smiling. And sure, it's not doing the damage that you expect it to do. It's still going to hurt. Like, yeah, he's still getting yeah. kicked in the pelvis. Yeah. yeah. And at this <laughs> point, Theon's like on death's door. Like it's still going to wreck you. Like, I wonder if it's like a combination of, uh, I agree 100%. Um, but from a devil's advocate type thing, I guess. Or just uh, for argument's sake, I wonder if it's more just because of everything he's been through. Like, it probably does hurt, but like this dude's been tortured left and right. 
all this stuff that so that this like getting need in the pelvic area is probably like no big deal for him so i wonder if that that's plays a, into yeah. a, plays into well, a bit that's his, true his pain threshold is just through the ceiling now yeah exactly i hadn't considered that but then you think like the punches in the face wouldn't have been doing as much true good point there's inconsistencies there but i'll tell you the worst part of the episode uh Please. it's it's that and I'm, I don't know. I don't know my, I don't know my uh, Targaryen history as well. But why have the same actor play Rhaegar Targaryen as Viserys? So it's not. It's not. No, because I, I thought that as well. I was like, oh, that looks like Viserys, and then I looked at him, and I'm like, well, it doesn't look. Because I googled it, and it said the same actor. Wait, really? Yeah. No way. Yeah, that seems weird then. And I'm, I may, I'm oh, okay. I just Googled it and it says no. Oh, it says no. Okay. Thank, that makes me feel better because I thought for sure it was the same dude. Mm. Uh, yeah, let's see. Viserys was played by English actor Harry Lloyd. Rhaegar was portrayed by Welsh actor Wilf Scolding. They look mm. a lot alike. They look a lot alike. It's the white hair. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes me feel much better then. Who's that, or is the same actor that plays Tommen? That's so hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. I wish they would have just cast Tommen as Rhaegar. Tommen threw some white hair on him. That actually would have been hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, oh well. So, yeah, they they look freaking nearly identical. Which, just just him looking like Viserys almost made me like the idea of Rhaegar less. (laughs) Like, ugh. But he seems like a a chill dude. Uh, What is... Y'all's favorite moment of the episode. I think we got a lot of contenders here, of course. Um, yeah. I love the little thing. Like, there's lots of, of very little things, lots of just kind of body language stuff that I think is really good in this episode. Cersei not really flinching at the dragon, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. flinching very much at the at the dead. Mm-hmm. The, the whole Cersei plan is like a runner-up for my favorite moment because it's so underhanded. It's crazy clever. Um, she's really playing into everything and uh she she kind of gets out for the most part ahead at the end of the episode um when it comes to most other other characters which i think is really cool but i will say my favorite moment of the episode is when jamie finally calls her bluff and just walks the hell away yes love it the snow falls that is the coolest part Uh, finally jamie is free (laughs) to be a good character he is not only free of Cersei, he is against Cersei, and uh, uh, I can't wait. He's yeah. not going to rape anybody in this next season. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's what I would have thought starting the <laughs> se- series, too, but anyway. <laughs> Do you I think, think I, Jamie I, ends up with uh, Daenerys? Yeah. I mean, wait, sexually? Yeah. No. I mean, I think John and Danny are going to find out that they're related. And and then to argue that Danny's going to go evil or yeah. maybe, you know, that there's going to end up being an alliance thing. Jamie's going to go Danny. Everyone's going to go John. And that's going to be another like. Jamie's not going to go Danny because Danny's going to die. Jamie's going to die with Danny. Maybe. I don't see. I mean, if you're going to do that, then Tyrion has to. I see if they're doing that, Tyrion and Jamie have to be at odds as well so i think that either Tyrion will switch over to john or jamie mm-hmm. will be with john mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe Dan, maybe that's Danny a, gets that, some. This dwarf. all for our speculation episode. <laughs> Uh, in think, the meantime, tell me your favorite parts about this episode. Yeah, I think my I liked that a lot, but I think my favorite part still has to go to uh, Littlefinger assassination. Yeah, I, that was mine as well. I I just still think the whole council conversation where they're, where Tyrion goes off to convince them, you know, you think he's getting a victory when you realize Cersei's just just pulling strings, and I think that's cool. I think that's a it shows how far ahead she really is of everyone around her. Where every time you think she's in a weak position, she goes, I'm not in a weak position. I literally just got everyone to do what I wanted, and they brought a dragon here, and I'm still winning. Yeah. yeah. And and by the way, Google, get your shit together because you're incorrect. I Googled it again because I, I remember, like, I specifically did this. I Google Rhaegar Targaryen actor. Yeah. That Google tells me Harry Lloyd. And then oh. I and then I Google Viserys Targaryen actor and it tells me Harry Lloyd, but I that is not correct because I confirmed I, that oh, they you don't. Confirm. Well, when I put the pictures, I looked at pictures side by side and they do look a bit different, but mm. like questionable. So I mean, yeah. it could be, but you said it was somebody else. So yeah, whatever his name was. Yeah, Smitty Werben Jaeger Mansions. I'm I'm very much just think someone on Google just did the same thing I did and thought like, oh yeah, that those look identical. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're I on went, Google. I went to we the get wiki, to make the laws. And in the wiki, Wolf scolding as Rhaegar Targaryen. Yeah, because okay. so Google get your shit together. Get your shit together. Of course, wiki is literally together. written by whoever's there, so I don't also, trust spon- them also sponsor us if you're interested. Yeah, sponsor us. Well, Google's no. See, my problem with Google is, you know, we're getting all the data from these downloads, and like, it's not saying like three hundred, four hundred thousand, as I know we're getting. Yeah, that's the problem. Google Try, like trying to on. keep us down. Can't keep us down. We'll get up again. Never gonna keep us down. I mean, I think Do you guys. Uh, the, the whole stuff at the Dragon Pit. The the different uh, groups talking. I mean, like we talked about the pairing off. Um, that stuff was interesting. It was cool. It, it's it's good in the sense mm-hmm. of building tension. Um, but you know, the whole uh, with the dead being released and it kind of just like they're waiting for it to come out and then kind of like runs across and the chain almost breaks. I mean, that was cool. I think that's a cool scene in general. Um, and showing that how to kill it and in those things, cutting it in half as it's still crawling around. I mean, that was cool. I think, yeah. yeah. Dragon Pit would be like a sweet name for a barbecue sauce or something. Don't you think? Yeah, <laughs> or a restaurant. <laughs> hey, come down and try my try my Dragon Pit, my bone dragon. <laughs> well, I, I am mean, I am moving down south. Maybe I can. It's true. You should just change your name to Bone Dragon and uh, open up your your Dragon Pit barbecue joint and just let everyone assume that that's what you've always been destined to do. I think yeah, I think it'd be a good. You gotta brush up on my southern accent. I think uh east, east or like southeast though they use like different bar. That's a different barbecue style, right? That's mm-hmm. like uh, vinegar, vinegar based or something. Yeah. Sure, sure. Did it bother know. you that Jamie left Cersei knowing she's pregnant? No. Not Nothing about Jamie leaving Cersei could ever bother me. Oh man, I don't know how I feel about that. It's like that's Why? his kid. Like I, I, he's abandoning his kid to a crazy woman. Do you think she's actually gonna have a kid? I mean, do they even have I enough don't. time to play I don't that think, out? I don't think that's possible. Yeah, she, I think she'll probably have the kid. He'll be like, the kid will be seven, starting episode one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shadow demon baby. Shadow demon baby. Shadow I don't baby. Know. You could dip it. Chip it and munch it. 
<laughs> with new candy crunch, baby bottle pop, baby. Uh, <clears throat> Do you guys think that Bran is seeing visions in the fire? Did you catch this? When he's just staring at it. Bran and Sam are talking. Sam walks in. Bran's just looking at the fire. And then he goes over to Sam. And then Sam's like, blah, blah, blah. Is this something you can see? And then we cut to a Bran vision. But then we cut back. And Bran's talking to Sam. And they didn't go out to the tree or anything. Bran is still in the room. So is he seeing it in the fire? Are they making a connection here? I don't know. It's interesting. Mm. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I don't... Uh... Is the Lord of the Light somehow connected to the Three-Eyed Raven? I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't know. Are they the same? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Bran is the Lord of the Light. I, I said this about season seven, but season, like, there's, I feel like Where there's just a seven? lot. There's a lot to. I know. I said this about season seven. Okay. But I'm thinking forward season eight. And I don't want to say yeah. too much because we got eps for that. But there's no. just, I feel like there's still a lot to get through, yeah. or like to complete. And maybe they're just planning on, you know, cutting Ark short and having a lot of people die, which I assume anyway. But I don't know. Seems like a lot to nail out in however many episodes they're doing. Yeah. Do you think we're going to be surprised by the number of deaths of main characters next season? No, uh, because I'm prepared for it to be everybody but one. From a main character perspective, so oh, see, I, I, yeah, okay. Um, I don't think it is, but I'm like, I, I'm ready enough. I mean, it's still going to be emotionally, like, you know, I mean, I'm invested in it. It's still going to be great to watch and you know, heartbreaking to see. But I, 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 I won't be surprised if there is ridiculously excessive main character death. I think there'll just, still be a lot of houses still around. I'm just calling it. And end of season eight, Night King sitting on the throne, <laughs> petting a baby dragon. Credits. But then he pulls off his Night King face, and it's Arya. It's Arya. Oh, my oh God. shit! Oh, shit. I got, I got, I got just. Ra- I'm during you. I hope you guys know too. I'm, I'm doing no research, and our speculations episode is just gonna be <laughs> wild. <laughs> I got, I got a lot of stuff coming. I can't wait. I think the last big thing here that we haven't touched on yet is uh, John and Daenerys. They have sexual intercourse. (laughs) (laughs) They have relations. (laughs) (laughs) And they are relations, as we also learn in this episode. Um, Because, yeah, Bran and Sam kind of connect the dots, find out that John is not even what Bran thought, John Sand, but is straight up just Aegon Targaryen the probably 900th at this point. Um, and yes, he, he would be Daenerys's nephew. And, uh, and then they have sex. <laughs> and, uh, I have exorcised the demons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, this yeah, house so, is clean. <laughs> this moment is fine for me. Uh, it makes me wonder, like that whole moment where John is like, we should go to Winterfell together. Do you actually think that he thinks that's a good point from a tactical perspective, or did he just want to fuck on the boat? Oh, tell you what, the, yeah, the, the, the latter boat. part. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah which the... makes me, which is rough, because these are the types of Stark decisions we see leading to terrible things. Yeah. Uh, so I don't like that. And they could just easily just fly there. So I, I don't disagree. I mean, why not just have them fly there? Then they're both there quicker and everything's good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 
Hard yeah, to, because you hard can't to, fuck. On I was gonna say hard to fuck on a dragon, <laughs> but so much cooler. Well, a dragon that's your son, especially. <laughs> Drogon, don't look. <laughs> Drogon, eyes forward. Drogon, <laughs> you just feel your mom getting pounded on your back <laughs> oh. by oh. your by your <laughs> by your uh, second cousin. I don't. Know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then also, very end of the episode. Again, would have been cooler if this is the first time we saw Viserion. Still a great moment. The army of the dead comes out of the tree line. The Night's Watch, the wildlings start freaking out. And then Dragon freaking just knocking down a ton of the wall into the sea. And the army of the dead moving forward like it's no big deal. Um, do you think that Tormund and Beric are dead? Because it didn't show them dying, but most of that portion of the wall fell down, and I can't believe that they are not dead. Yeah, I think they're alive. I th- uh, it doesn't make sense how they would survive that. Um, and again, the army is moving so slow, but how long did it take from Winterfell to the wall? What? I don't know. Wasn't that supposed a, to a be week? like a month? But it's... I don't know about that long. Maybe. I think it needs to be that long for season eight to get things going correctly. Well, I mean, if you can, if you can raven from the wall to Dragonstone and then fly from Dragonstone back to the wall in half an hour, a half an hour, uh, (laughs) I have to imagine Winterfell abuts the wall. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, think I, I mean, things I bet have to pop off pretty quick in season eight. with with fighting this army of the dead, See, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and predict the first three episodes. Really, we deal with the dead for better or for worse. Oh man, in Winterfell, like, and you know, if they lose, they lose, and they continue going what, south. Are they but, call they calling it like the Battle of Winterfell or something? What is the there? I think there's already a name for this massive battle that they're planning. Well, so yeah, so the Battle of Winterfell we know is is what they're calling the crazy most expensive you know whatever but we don't know what it entails so Mm. it might be with the dead it might not be i see for all we know it could be cersei's army marching north yeah and that's the last i heard maybe more information's come out i've been trying not to read too much about it Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. um but i just the going back real quick um people that i talk to don't seem to think that torment and beric are dead but i just i feel like they kind of have to be I don't think they would kill Tormund that way. Or I think it would be cooler. Like, they'd actually show his death. They would, for that sort of character, I think they would have to give us more than just him running down the steps and the wall exploding. Yeah, well, and had they shown him running down the steps and shown him exploding, I would have even accepted that. Fine, sure. It adds to the fact that, you know, these big characters can die in seemingly... Insignificant ways, yeah. Insignificant moments, Mm -hmm. but... You can't not show it and just be like, "Oh yeah, he died." Yeah, he's dead. Like, yeah, no, totally. especially they're, when you were showing them, they're alive. They must be. Beric has a part to play. So does Tormund with Brienne. That's true. He has a part to play, and it's her bits. Uh, <laughs> part to play with Brienne, in Brienne, on Brienne. Any, any, any other things from this episode? I know it's real big. We'll probably get to some more shizwa. Um, by the way, we're going to be doing our recap. Uh, with Rob, hopefully on Friday. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that. And then we'll have some more things for you after that, uh, leading up to the brand new season 
um, and we will tackle that episode by episode, of course. But again, wrapping up the dragon and the wolf. Guys, want to throw in any final things? What a what a great what a great uh, episode, though. I I just think this was. I mean, it's not as um, you know kind of action packed as some of the other finales have been in the recent, but. I think it's setting up season eight really, really well. Like I'm, I'm excited, and April cannot come quick enough. Although I don't know what you mean by that, Jeremy, because it is April. No, no, no. We have it's more, no. So we got a couple more days, unless it's, this is on April first, and then oh yeah, 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 it's, uh, yeah, yeah, Jeremy, yeah, yeah, curr- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Currently, it is uh, it's April third. <laughs> it's April third. It's April 3rd today. Oh, uh, on my calendar, get, it does not say it. April 3rd. <laughs> get with it. We record these bright and early every morning. Every morning. <laughs> every morning <laughs> with our microphones and our huge hands. Yeah. yeah. I'm, honestly, I'm surprised, Tony, that you were able to get through the, the Obama and the Trump consecutively without some birth certificate. <laughs> complaints there. <laughs> hey, hey. There Trump would love that wall. Would love that wall. Yeah. He'd hate that dragon. <clears throat> he would hate that dragon. I think this show is foreshadowing a lot. We are building the wall on the wrong side of the country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just freaking, just everyone knows. watch a bunch of dragons crawl out of Lake Superior and just <laughs> winters coming lay from waste. the north. Yeah. Uh, Hans, tell me what that peanut butter banana scone do. It's, uh, it's not bad. It's, uh, it's pretty good. It's, I would say the past trials with the peanut butter scone and the, regular banana scone banana bread scone technically uh Mm -hmm. both of those individually were better than the cumulative peanut butter banana scone that's my final statement still good still not bad but not as good as the individual parts that was nice and beautifully concise i do have one final question for you um as well are you down with got yeah, you know me. <laughs> okay, so you know me. Yeah, you know me. Big Star Wars fan. Okay, Big. huge. Not the not the biggest. Not you're well, kind of a poser. Well, no. <laughs> Great way to start this one off. Big Star Wars fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, like a C a, plus. Yeah, like a C, okay. But anyway, watching loved episode seven. We've talked about this. Uh, yeah, great I think episode. episode seven. Amazing. Uh, episode eight, not the biggest fan. So I, right after I saw episode eight, was very disappointed. Tony, you had me sold that I was wrong <laughs> after dis- after countless discussions after seeing it in theaters. Right. And uh, so I'm going. I bought it right when it came out, and I'm going in thinking like, okay, this is gonna be better than I remember. I have my, my expectations are different now. I know what it is. I did like all those parts, you know, and now I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, maybe I did like all that. Maybe it did make sense. Not as bad as I thought. Watched it. Got credits roll. Watched, <laughs> I watched it with Jenna. Credits sure. roll. I turned to Jenna. Didn't say anything. And I'm kind of like thinking, I, I just wanted to see a, just a general opinion because she saw it in theaters with me as well. Mm-hmm. I turned to her and she goes, that was boring. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, it was boring. <laughs> and it 
was, and I was right to begin with, Tony. It's not a great movie. That's all. Here's That's, the thing, though. Here, well, here's the thing that you're forgetting. It is a great movie. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Uh, no, I won't say it's a great movie. I feel like I have to come, you know, and be the one who defends it so often that people think I love this movie. I don't love this movie. It is a huge, huge, huge. departure from uh, from Episode Seven, which, Just... in my humble opinion, is the second best Star Wars movie. Uh, wow, that's a huge uh, statement. So now I have to wow. know what's the first. Empire. Empire, obviously. But like, yeah, I wouldn't you think, put... You think Episode Seven is above Star Wars? Yes. I, I, Because, yeah, yeah. We, we did the whole thing where every time it comes out, Hans and I would like redo our, our list, our ranking of all of the movies. Let's, and let's finally, hear your list. Recently, I want to hear your list. Well, okay. I, I'll give it to you. Yeah, but I finally, like I went back and like watched all the old ones. I was like, all right, I, I got to see them again. And they all, you know, they hold up. Return of the Jedi holds up actually better than I think it does in my head. Yeah, um, it's still good. But it's just like I just I enjoy watching Episode Seven more than and that's four fair. And, six. and that's fair. Um, yeah, but anyway, so Episode Eight is a good movie, I think, in some of the things that it does. The problem is, in some of the other things that it does, it's a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, just... like it has some of the worst lows of the whole franchise. I think. Agreed. Um, with, like there are prequel levels of cringe in that movie, which are really unfortunate. But some of the things that happen um, are are awesome. Um, I think that my favorite thing about that movie is it sets up Episode Nine to do whatever they want to do with Episode Nine because it had some of the Empire Strikes Back beats in it. Mm-hmm. It also had some of the Return of the Jedi beats in it, so that you know that Episode Nine isn't going to suffer from the Force Awakens thing of kind of being a carbon copy of a different movie. Um, so I, I think that the the benefit of Episode Eight will be the payoff with Episode Nine. But if that movie falls flat. Uh, this movie, it has nothing to, not not a, not a leg to stand on because it's all about, you know, setting up that uncertainty for anything. Sure. In my head, you know? Sure. Yeah. I, uh, when I was thinking about, like, I'm thinking back on it now, and other than the throne room scene with <sighs> Kylo so cool. and Ray, I can't even think of another, that scene and then the actual, just the visual scene of the of the ship going through the other ship but that's just visual the how they got there still makes no sense to me as far as why they did it and why anyone had to be on this ship which has been autopiloted this entire motherfucking time (laughs) and like and okay don't get don't get me started on like the chase scene the world's slowest chase scene that was ridiculous okay uh so the other than those two moments Every time I even think of a scene, I'm like, well, maybe that was kind of good. Then I, then I think about how we get to that scene and why we're there and knowing that it made no sense. I don't know. The movie just had a lot of inconsistencies, a lot of plot issues. But when Luke is breastfeeding, like, I find such an emotional connection to him. He's like, not directly he, breastfeeding, but yeah. I mean, like, but he gets it. He gets the nutritional value of breast milk. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's just... And maybe maybe the movie's fine. It just didn't go the way I wanted it to go. That's Yeah, and that's fair. Uh, I think it does largely come down to a lot of people, the treatment of Luke. I like what they did with Luke in the movie, and some people don't. And that's, you know, that's a big part of it. See, I like how... I like the end. I like Luke's 
sacrifice, if you will. I think that is very Star Wars. That that shows that it's uh, the whole body, soul kind of Jedi thing is as important to the universe as you being an actual character there. I mean, it goes all the way back to the originals, right? So I didn't mind that at all. But uh, I just yeah, took it. Wa- if he was gonna fucking die anyway, why didn't he just go there? Well, I think it was more powerful. I think it's more powerful of him showing what the Force can do. How how much beyond Kylo has an appreciation for, right? So Kylo thinks he's got it. He thinks he's the shit. He thinks he's the strong master. And you know, I think Luke is like, you know, essentially, you know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> I mean, like, that's kind of the end of where he goes, look, I have shown you now that you you have no appreciation for what the Force can do. and I, But I'm going to be now always haunting you, reminding you of those things. Not mm-hmm. only am I going to be able to follow you around in your dreams, I can do these things without even being a physical presence. And that was cool. Yeah. So just to clarify, you're correct, Jeremy. Great movie. Uh, I don't like the movie. Thank you for coming. That's okay. To my, my That's okay. There. It's all right. So then, uh, Tony, let me take a stab at your list here. I'm I'm assuming five, seven, four, six, three, one, two. Okay. Oh wait, I forgot uh, eight. Eight is before. Eight is right below six. Between six and three. Uh, not counting Rogue One and Solo. Oh, no, see, no, see, I think, no, I say, ro- okay. Okay, so, yes, five, seven, four, six, eight, one, three, oh. two. Okay, good, I agree, I actually agree with that, because, uh, not with your order of everything, but definitely one, three, two for me. Really? One, three, two. Have like, you, one is the cringiest movie I, from, I was gonna say. Like, watching it from, like, First of all, young Anakin doesn't bother me as much as he does a lot of people. Exactly. Jar Jar doesn't bother me as much as he does a lot of people. The visuals in that movie are rough, uh, are really rough, but um, I like it. I am not like a super hard-on Darth Maul fanboy, but I like him. I love that fight. I think it's a great fight. Me too. Me too. Um, I like the whole kind of, I mean, the overly political stuff is super annoying, but I like the kind of underseated thing. They're sneaking around a boot. I like the plot of one more than I like the plot of, I mean, two's the worst. I think most people would agree that two's the worst. Should have never been made. <laughs> uh, and three has its redeeming moments, but it was also just so. CG. It has like, I think three is the worst of Anakin in my book. Like young Anakin has nothing on, on weird transition to darth vader in 12 seconds anakin yeah yeah they all have their issues i don't want to be honest i don't watch them at all so or like i haven't <laughs> i haven't watched yeah. them in so long that i i would if i had to go just off the top of my head what i remember as a kid watching yeah. them i would have to say and I, I i take that back i did watch one recently and this is probably the only reason why i say this uh but god have you watched one lately jeremy no it's terrible it's awful like it's <laughs> so bad so here's my problem though because one gave me one of my favorite in 64 games the whole pod racing game Fucking was fantastic pod. Don't even get me started on, on pod racing <laughs> what a bullshit stupid thing to put in a movie <laughs> oh, man, it, this, okay that, it can be sound. in the movie it can be in the movie that's fine make it 
45 seconds, two minutes. <laughs> don't make it like a giant chunk of the movie. I don't. Annie? Annie? L- little Annie? Uh, I uh, hope we get some pod racing in episode nine at least. Bring oh yeah, fingers back, crossed. Bring it but where do you put the um, the offshoots then? Where if you had to add them into that list, where are you putting them? So okay, so five, seven, four, Rogue One. Oh shit! Hold six, on, wait, wait. Five, seven, four, Rogue One. Okay, all right. Six. Yeah. Eight. Solo. Uh, one, three, two. So Hans, one, yeah, would one, you put two. Solo? Where? Okay, I'll just give, give me you your my list. Yeah, because uh, I'm interested to see where five, you put Solo. Five, four, six. Seven, uh, probably Rogue One, probably Solo, probably Eight, and then Three, Two, One. I mean, you're not that oh, far off from where you're ranking okay. for Tony, then. That's pretty far off. He put Solo ahead of Eight. Yeah, and Tony put Eight ahead of Solo. Yeah, just one. He literally put Yeah, but one. he also has Seven yeah, way but- higher than I do, and his whole prequel series is all... Jacked oh, up and yeah, wrong. I'm talking about like where in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but in the scheme of where they fall. Yeah, where those I'm two saying in the scheme fall. of yeah. where you're putting eight. I mean, like, it's funny that we're having this conversation of how great Tony thinks eight is, and yet not how great, just not how <laughs> I mean, shit. He how he shit. literally feels it, but Hans thinks it's crap, and it's still pretty so, far up in his list. Yeah, but, but here, yeah. So here's the, the list, problem the, with. The list falls apart because my the li- like the list isn't the best way to do this because. My list technically is like if 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 I am considering Star Wars in my mind, my list is five, four, six, seven, hard line. The rest of the movies I'll never watch again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, you? Well, did- I don't know about never watch, but like, yeah. If you were to like five is a ten, seven is a nine and a half, mm-hmm. six and four are nines. Uh, Rogue One is a nine in my head. Uh, Episode eight is like a seven. Solo is like a six and a half. And then the prequels are like threes. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. I can get behind that. Except for the, and even eight, I would say I'm not that far off. Like I would say it's like a six or a five. Okay. Okay. Three. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, they're, they're not equidistant steps. Is the, yeah. and see, I thought Rogue One was really good. It was awesome. I, I thought was one of the stronger <laughs> movies they've made in that universe, the even first, if it's yeah. you know part of the you know the series. I, I just think it's really good. Yeah, I watched it in theaters, and I remember, you know, maybe not just really knowing what to expect. Thought it was boring. Then, but I watched. I went with like midnight showing, like release or whatever. I was really late. I was probably just tired. Um, and then I rented it or got, I think I bought it even. I can't remember. Oh no, it was on Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. Watched it at home. Thought it was excellent. So yeah, I stand corrected. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it on the theater. I'm, it's one of the ones I can't wait to actually watch on theater. So. That scene with Darth Vader at the very end is like in my top five Star Wars scenes. Mm, that's good. Yeah. He, he, he does what you want him to do in the original right. trilogy. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so good. So good. Although I kind of wish it would have been just like uh, something over his shoulder and like him just saying something about, I hate, I hate sand. 
<laughs> it just yeah, it just shows you through his eyes, and he's picturing everybody made of sand, and you're like, Aah! yeah, or it's like, or he's <laughs> he's sitting there, and there's a, uh, uh, what's the little, what the shit is the little like sand timekeeper thing? Is it just a timekeeper? What are those called? Huh? The little timekeepers that have sand in them, and then you flip them, and the sand. Oh, oh, uh, hourglass? Hourglass. He's just like, it's him, like, staring at an hourglass and then just, like, clenching his fist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then he, and then he, he, he feeds himself a pear with the force. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. He's like he's 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 pl- he plugs himself in or takes a blood sample and he put, he pl- puts it in a computer and he like pulls up a pulls up a thing and it just gives us his midichlorian count. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so it's higher than Master Yoda's. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones, ladies and gentlemen. 